0: The Israel Report with Rolene Marx. News update: In an unprecedented move, almost all the Attorney General and State Attorneys since 1975 signed a letter published Thursday, decrying the government's planned judicial overhaul, saying it threatens to destroy the justice system. Also, Justice Minister Yariv Levin introduces his proposed high court reforms. Not to take anything away from you, Rolene. Very good afternoon to you and welcome. I just thought I'd just lay the foundation for what uh, we're going to be tackling first.
1: Well, adding their voices to one that's already been issued by the Israeli Air Force, former diplomats and ambassadors, uh, we now have... All the attorney generals and state attorneys since 1975. I'm going to put my head on a block and tell you that uh, these are people who served since before I was born. Uh, This is how far back this goes and this is how serious this is. Signed a letter today uh, that uh, criticizes the government's planned overhaul. So we have people uh, or signatories that include Supreme Court uh, chief justices. Is Barak Dorit Banish, retired Supreme Court Justices Yitzhak Zamir, Eliakim Rubenstein, Meni Mazuz, Edna Arbel, Michael Ben Yair, these are all in objection to the uh, Justice Minister uh, Yariv Levine's plans for changes to the judicial system. So I'm going to read you their letter. It is very, very strongly worded. They say the plan proposed, uh, we who served as attorneys general or state attorneys, from 1975 until recently, we were shocked to hear Justice Minister Yariv Levine's plans for changes to the judicial system. We are this plan does not herald the improvement of the system but threatens to destroy it. The plan proposes changes to the methods for appointing judges, thus turning the Supreme Court from an independent institution that rules without fear and without bias into a quasi-political body that will be suspected of using the law in a biased manner in favor of the government. It significantly limits the authority of the court to exercise effective criticism of the government so that it does not abuse its power. It allows a coalition majority to legalize any act of the government, no matter how wrong and harmful it may be by means of an override clause. It may impede the function of the ministry's legal advisors as gatekeepers, whose job it is to warn against illegal decisions. The achievements of the Supreme Court, which advance society and benefit every person, are now in serious peril. That's why we call on the government to withdraw from the published plan and prevent the serious damage to the judicial system and the rule of law in order to preserve Israel as a Jewish and democratic state in accordance with the values expressed in the Declaration of Independence. And just to remind listeners who haven't heard me bang on it about it for the last couple of weeks, Israel does not have a constitution. Right. We do not have a constitutional monarch. We um, have a Declaration of Independence whose... Uh, uh, which enshrines the civil liberties and the civil rights of the people of this country.
0: Well, really, certainly since, uh, well, this announcement by uh, Justice Minister Yarev Levin, um, besides um, the former G- attorneys general, which you have outlined right now, this has probably ruffled a lot more feathers in the Knesset, considering how far this has gone now.
1: Well, a lot of people in the country are going to hope that it has ruffled feathers. I mean, this is in addition to uh, the opposition that have voiced their concerns, uh, which we, we understand, and have backed that up with protests. This is in addition to the Israeli Air Force. Uh, who have cautioned against this saying they uh the uh, uh officials the, the former colonels and generals and current uh, uh officials caution against this very strongly it uh, is backed up by uh former diplomats and ambassadors who have said that these changes uh can create absolute havoc for Israel's international standing. Uh, we've seen tens of thousands of Israelis taking to the streets saying that this needs to be um, stopped, this cannot happen, this is the erosion of our democracy. And, of course, we've had our media not just the left-wing media, but media uh, um, uh, from the center-right as well, cautioning against us. The people of Israel are speaking. The people of Israel are saying, we are concerned. Uh, yesterday, you and I spoke about the fact that President Isaac Herzog has said, I have uh, heard your concerns, I have heard your anxieties. Let's call tempers and please, officials of this country, govern responsibly. Benjamin Netanyahu, who was a great advocate for the Supreme Court in previous years and maybe has changed tack, and I'm going to say it because it's the big elephant in the room, Mm -hmm. because he has major uh, legal crises and this is his way of trying to circumvent them. It has to be said um, there is a great concern that he is turning our country into a, a democratic dictatorship. And uh, the people of Israel are, are speaking out. We are expressing our concerns, whether it be in the legal uh, echelon, in the military, in the diplomatic corps, in civil society, citizens of this country, and uh, people are appealing to Prime Minister Netanyahu. You pledged to serve this country, all of this country, with all of our concerns. Please listen to us.
0: Well, Rolene, I'm sure a lot more is going to transpire by the time we chat next week, Monday. Today being our last uh, afternoon overdrive chatting to you on this program. Let's move on now. Um, Benjamin Netanyahu, Smotrich, they announced emergency plans to cut the cost of living. What exactly is this all about?
1: Well, this is very important. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a country in the world that hasn't been hit with uh, rising inflation and the cost of living crisis. We're certainly seeing it uh, here as well in Israel. So yesterday, the finance minister and the prime minister announced what they call their emergency plan to try and to deal the, the cost of living and to try and bring down the inflation rate. And uh, what they have announced is that they will freeze property taxes for a year and Cancel or try and cut back uh, hikes in the costs of electricity, water, and fuel, and that they will try and cut back uh, or reduce an increase in the price of water and electricity by about seventy percent. This is what they 're going to aim to to do and, they're, and that they 're going to do whatever they can to try and ease inflation and the rising cost of living. Uh, you know, while they are at it, uh, many Israelis will probably say, "Can you do something about the cost of properties, the cost of rentals, because they are absolutely uh, sky high?" I-, I wonder how young, uh, newlyweds, how uh, immigrants are, uh, are able to to try and enter into the property market because the prices are very expensive, as they are, no doubt, around the world.
0: Uh, Tell me, Roilene, how soon do you think that's going to be implemented? Uh, It's all big talk now. Uh, What time frame are they giving?
1: Well, uh, that's a very, very good question. They uh, haven't exactly said uh, when they want to uh, implement this, but uh, uh, given the fact that they're calling it an emergency plan, uh, the hope is that they will implement it as soon as possible.
0: Okay, um, so also one of the things that they – I'm just going through the notes here that I, I looked up earlier on regarding this. So the finance minister has also signed a decree that's going to be withholding, um, what's it, $139 million in tax revenue from the Palestinian Authority, uh, in this case, saying that as long as the Palestinian Authority encourages terror and is an enemy, I have no interest for it to continue to exist. So I take it now by withholding that, somehow that money will be channeled back into the economy. Have I followed that correctly?
1: Well... uh uh, they haven't announced plans to channel it back into the economy. What they have said is that they possibly will channel it to uh, the victims of terror, the families of victims of terror. Okay. Now uh, a lot of the money that is sent over in tax is used for what we call the economy of terror pay for slave, where that money instead of going towards improving the infrastructure and the, and the standard of living for Palestinians, is paid rather as uh, stockings and salaries mm-hmm. to terrorists or their families.
0: Okay then Raleen, now let's uh, move on from that. Uh, we'll see how that transpires and how everything how everything which you've just mentioned is going to transpire until Monday. Finally, very quickly, Azerbaijan appoints its first ambassador to Israel. Tell us about that.
1: Well, we say mabruk, well done. Mazaltov to Mukhtar Mamadov. He will be the first ever ambassador from Azerbaijan to the state of Israel. This is really, really important. Azerbaijan is a Muslim-majority country. Uh, they have said that they intend to open up an embassy in Israel, probably uh, in Tel Aviv. And uh, this is hugely strategic, given Azerbaijan sits on the southern border of Iran, and there are increasing tensions between Azerbaijan and uh, Iran.
0: Okay, so um, uh, there's been some reaction very quickly. I mean, uh, uh, with this with this appointment, Iran's uh, foreign minister is already accusing Israel of establishing a military presence and secret alliance with Azerbaijan, hence the the, the current ties which have just been established. What's your take on that? Very quickly. <laughs>
1: My, uh, my take on that is that Iran is going to say absolutely anything they can to try and undermine Israel. Just uh, two days ago, they said that they had captured 13 Mossad agents. And this is a uh, standard practice in Iran, stating that they've captured Mossad agents when they haven't. Could it be an errant cow, given we've been accused of training our cows to for Israel, or maybe even uh, uh, a wild boar because they've accused uh, us of uh, disrupting the Palestinians by training spy? So maybe
0: it's just wildlife. Yeah, sure, indeed, Rolene. Uh Yeah, as the usual rhetoric, obviously there's going to be, you know, like surplus. Well, those kind of reactions from those parts of the world. Rolene, always great to chat to you. Have a great day. What's left of it? Our correspondent from Israel, Rolene Marks, telling us uh, the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land.